everybody. It's Michelle here on the Change Your Thinking, Change Your Life podcast. Welcome. Okay, so I want to get right into it this morning. Um, I want to talk about how do you increase your influence? Okay, so um, what I'm going to do is I'm going to share with you a very easy way to kind of change your thinking so that you can influence other people. Now, my only caveat to this is that I'm going to teach you about some superpowers you already have. And I need you to make an agreement that you're going to use your superhero powers for good. Okay. So I'm not going to teach you this so that you can be manipulative or unethical, right? Um, we're, we're not, we're trying to, um, lead and influence, not persuade and manipulate. Okay. All right. So, um, I want to talk about the difference. Sometimes I do a training, uh, for especially people in, in education and business fields about the difference between coaching and mentoring. So let me just briefly talk about that. So <clears throat> coaching, see coaching and mentoring, a lot of people, especially, um, out there in the online world will, will say, Hey, I'm coaching and, and really they're mentoring and vice versa. There's a wide misunderstanding of what those two things are. So let me just clear it up very briefly. Coaching is the process of asking questions so that you can gain an understanding of the other person, what their goals are so that you can help them become more aware so that they can reach the goal that they want. Okay. So, so basically your job as the coach is to ask a lot of questions and listen. And the job of actually getting to the goal is the participant's job. Okay. Whereas mentoring is, uh, it can only be done by an, uh, experienced professional kind of I've walked this territory. Okay. So, um, when you are being mentored, it's, typically by somebody who has some experience, some knowledge, some understanding of whatever you're being mentored in. So it has to be an expert. Now it does not have to be somebody with degrees or anything like that, but somebody for like, for example, um, my, I've had three children and myself, I used to be a preschool teacher as well. And I have seen a lot of three-year-olds in my day, hundreds of three-year-olds. Okay. So as an expert in three-year-olds, I can be a mentor to anybody who needs help with a three-year-old. Okay. Now my children are 10, 13, and 15. If I want to go and mentor somebody on 13-year-olds, what information do I have? My son has gone through that, right? My one daughter is in it right now. Um, I really haven't done a whole lot with 13-year-olds in my life. So I can't be an expert. So I can't mentor you on having a 13 year old. Okay. However, I can coach you on having a 13 year old because I don't need to know anything about it. I'm just going to ask you questions. Okay. So what I'm getting at, the difference here is a coach is a master in the process of asking questions, listening, and getting somebody else to think. And a mentor is an expert in whatever area or areas that they have studied, lived, or experienced. Okay. Does that make sense? Okay. So, so when you hear somebody out there saying, Hey, I'm a coach and they're coming at you and they're telling you what to do. Well, they're not a coach. They're a mentor. Okay. Very different. And this idea of sports coaching. So sports coaching is different because 
I would say that those sports coaches who are the most influential probably use both techniques, but they're really heavy handed on the mentoring. Let me show you how to do this play. Let me show you how to build this skill, right? However, the higher you go up into, you know, professional sports, there's more in the realm of um, true coaching. So for example, um, a, a true coach will be able to say, hey, let's think about that play. What, what was happening? What was going on? Um, what do you want to do in the future? Right? So, so they're not necessarily telling you what to do. They're getting you to think about it yourself. Okay. A great example is if, if I'm working with somebody and um, let's say I'm trying to teach them how to serve on the tennis court. First of all, I don't play tennis. Um, but if I'm coaching them, you know, I can sit on the sidelines and go, okay, well, how did that feel? You know, was, was that a, a good serve or not? You know, what, what was your, your power level one to 10 on that? You know, um, what did the ball look like when you were throwing it up in the air? What did it look like when you were hitting it? See, what I'm really trying to do is get them in touch with their intuition because they've played the sport enough. They know the answer, but they're so kind of confused in their mind right? That they need somebody to get, help them get in touch with themselves to find the answer. That is true coaching. Okay. Now let me give you a real life example. So this makes a little bit more sense. And I'm going to use a story actually of my daughter and my husband and me. Uh, this happened several years ago, I'd say probably when she was three or four. Um, so she was pretty young. And it's a perfect example of the difference between coaching and mentoring. Now, I am not saying one is greater than the other. And, you know, either one is not bad or good or anything like that. That's not what I'm saying. Um, because they both have their place. If I were to put a number on it, I would say that my goal is to spend about 80% of my life with any person in the coaching realm asking questions and 20% in the mentoring role, giving advice. Okay. That's what I shoot for. All right. So let me set the stage. So it was around Christmas time. We had some friends, um, that we've known for a really long time. Our kids have kind of grown up a little bit together. Their kids are, you know, somewhere between five and 10 years older than our kids. Um, so their, their kids at the time were like preteen, early teenagers and, um, grandma and grandpa got them a Lego set. And in this Lego set was all of these superhero characters, right? Uh, and they were so excited about it. And so my friend is kind of telling me the backstory of this whole situation. So they're sitting there on the floor and they're going through. And all of a sudden, one of the kids, one of the boys holds up this Batgirl figurine. Now it's purple and pink. And he's like, what? I don't want this. I got gypped right? So he was looking at it and my friend was explaining that at that moment, what happened was the two boys kind of looked at each other and their faces changed. And, you know, as a mom, when you see something like that, you're like, okay, I don't know what's happening, but something significant is happening and I hope it's good. Right. And so she said, what happened was immediately they said my daughter Ellie's name. They're like, we'll give this to Ellie. Right. Perfect. So, um, 
to make a long story short, there was a long winding way, but this, this figurine got to Ellie and, um, my husband brought it to her and he said, now listen, this is where this came from. You know, they were very thoughtful in giving this to you. Um, you know, what, what do you think we should do with this? And then he went on to describe and explain what she should do. So for example, you know, she needs to, you know, put it up and not play with it and this and that and the other. Now I can hear from the other room at that time she had this way of like jumping up and down and I knew she wasn't listening. Like, you know, as a mother, I'm like, yeah, she's not getting a word of that because she's so focused on this thing. And I, my husband just kept trying to, Hey, you need to listen. You need to listen. And I knew it wasn't working. Well, next thing you know, here comes, you know, her rushing through the house and she comes into the bedroom. She says, mommy, 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 mommy. And she begins to tell me, hey, the boys were thinking of me. They gave me this figurine. Isn't that cool? And I went into coach mode and I was like, oh, that's so awesome. I'm so excited for you. I said, so, you know, when you when you look at this Batgirl, you know, what are you going to think about? And she said, oh, mommy, I'm going to think about the boys thinking about me. Isn't that cool that they both thought about me? And I was like, oh, that's really neat. And I said, so when you look at that Batgirl, you know, how do you feel? And she says, oh, I feel awesome. I feel loved, you know, and in her three year and four year old brain, you know, uh, more emotions came out. And I said, oh, my goodness, that's amazing. I said, so, you know, what's your plan? What, what do you want to do with this? And she looked at me and she said, well, this is really special because people thought about me. So I want to make sure that I take care of this. She says, I think I know where I want to put it. I want to put it up on top of the piano. And I said, well, why is that? And she said, because I want to keep it safe. I want to make sure that nobody plays with it. And she says, if I, if I take it down, only I can play with it. And she went on and on and she had this whole plan. And I said, wow, that's amazing. That sounds great. And then, you know, because I'm me and I'm her mother, I took it one step further and I said, Hey, you know how you feel right now? And she said, yeah. And I said, how could you make somebody else feel like that today? And she kind of stopped and she had to think about it. And she said, well, my friend so-and-so, and she came up with this plan of how she was going to take, you know, I think it was one of her markers or something from school and take it to her friend. And, and then later in the day when she came home, of course, I checked in and I said, hey, how did it go? What'd she think? And she said, oh my goodness, she said this and this and this, and, and it was really cool, right? Okay, now let me just break this down for you. Now, First of all, I want to say that both parents, myself and my husband, were coming from a very good place and we both wanted the best for Ellie, right? And I myself, up at, until that point, I had been trained in this coaching technique and my husband had not, okay? So when I share about this, please don't think I'm throwing him under the bus. This is just a great example, okay? So when my husband was working with her, he came with the assumption that she didn't know what to do and that she didn't realize the importance of this. And it was his job as her father to tell her what to do. Okay. Now that's not bad, right? That's guiding, right? However, he didn't recognize that in that moment, she had resistance to his advice. And here's the key to this mentoring thing. First of all, nobody likes free advice, okay? So if you try to give somebody advice and there's resistance there, 
it does not matter what you say or what you do, they will not accept it. Okay. There needs to be an agreement and I'm not talking like a written agreement or anything, but an agreement such as, as this, I often do this in, in my, um, classes and trainings. Hey, uh, may I give a suggestion? And if that person says yes, boom, I'm in. I know based on how the brain works, if I say, may I give you a suggestion? And they say yes, 90% of the time they will take my suggestion. 90% guys. However, if I do not ask for permission, 100% of the time they will not listen to me. Okay, so save your breath. The key here is if they say, no, I don't want a suggestion, move on. Okay, because otherwise you are wasting your breath. Okay, so in that moment, Ellie has resistance. Josh is trying to do his best. Um, however, he also has those assumptions that are getting in the way, right? So the assumption is Ellie doesn't know what to do and she doesn't understand the significance, right? All right. So as Ellie kind of rushes in and I'm getting myself ready, that, that's a whole nother podcast, getting yourself ready to deal with people. Um, so she, she comes in and she tells me what happens and I immediately go into question mode, right? Oh my goodness. That's really cool. Um, look, so when you look at that, what are you thinking of? Right? So, and when you look at that, how are you feeling? Here's the reason why I really want to get in touch, not with just what she knows, but what she feels. Okay. Because in that moment, she's giving me really great data <laughs> and I'm leading her up into the plan. Right. And so my next question was, well, you know, now that you feel really cool about that and you know about this, you know, wh what are you going to do about it? And here's the key. Out of this little tiny girl's heart came a most excellent plan of how she was going to take care of this thing. First of all, I already know she understands the connection that another person was thinking about her and she values that. I also know that she gets joy from gifts. Great parent tip, right? Um, I also know that she knows the value of something important and taking care of it and can come up with a plan for doing it, right? So that's a lot that I know of for just a few questions. And because she was so emotionally involved in that and we had that moment, guys, it, it might've been three minutes, but because we had that emotionally involved moment, she has taken that care of that thing for years. It's still, I'm looking at it right now. It's on my TV table. Years. Okay. Now I'm not saying that I have magical powers. I just know this process. I took it one step further though, didn't I? Because I know that in guiding this child, it's not just about you and great. You got this great gift, right? In the next sentence, I said, Hey, you know how you feel right now? How can you help somebody else feel like that? Now, she processed that very quickly, right? And she immediately came up with a plan. She enacted her plan and I followed up with her to see how the plan worked. Okay, so now I know all of those things I originally listed. And I also know that she knows the value of giving back to other people. She gets joy by giving other people gifts. She can make a plan again, right? This is a lot that I found out about this little girl, right? In three minutes, in just a few questions. Now, she already had a plan inside her, didn't she? Did she need her dad to tell her the plan? 
No, she didn't. She needed somebody to sit with her for a minute and help her to think. This is what I'm trying to get at, guys. See, when you are trying to lead and influence other people, whether it be, you know, people in your home or people in your workplace or people in the community, it's not about telling them what to do. It's about helping them to think. Okay. If you would like to understand more about this whole listening idea, um, there's a podcast I did. Actually, it was one of the very first podcasts I did. I might've even been the first titled three levels of listening. If you go into the, you know, where they're, they're stored in, in your podcast app and try to go down to the first one gold there. Okay. Start there. So I'm going to talk a little bit more here in the future about this idea of coaching and mentoring. So if you have questions and I know many of you will, um, contact me. If you don't have my, my number, as far as texting goes, um, you can contact me through social media. You can check out my website, growbyone.com. You can email me at michelle at growbyone.com. And I would love to take your questions and whatever questions you have, I will just turn them into a podcast for you. Okay. I hope this was helpful today. Kind of got you thinking a little bit. Um, and I just want you to check in and ask yourself, you know, with the people that you're closest to, are you more of an advice giver or more of a question asker? Okay. So just try to understand a little bit more about yourself and see what you can find out. All right. So with that, I release you into the wild, go forth and prosper, have an amazing day, and we'll catch you next time. All right. Bye-bye.